Um, Kara. Hey, Megan. This is the Which is Magic Murder Mystery Podcast. Is it really? <gasps> yeah. Is that what we're doing That's today? That's what we're doing. Oh my gosh. I'm Megan. That's Kara. Hey, guys. If you're on the Patreon, <laughs> you heard in our Q&A episode yes. last week that one of the questions we got was, what's a case that sticks with you? And Kara mentioned uh-huh. a family. And I was like, Kara, that is the episode that I am getting ready to do. It is one of my favorites. For it's next week. Yeah. There are so many twists and turns. We've never covered it. Nope. And I'm surprised we haven't, actually. Yeah. But there's not a lot right. of information well, about it, which is yeah. why it's a Tuesday episode. Mm-hmm. But it is really interesting. Mm-hmm. So today, I'm telling you a strange story about a family oh God, in Australia. So weird. It is so weird. It is. Okay. On Monday, August 29th, 2016... Mark and Jacoba Tromp got into a car with their three children and headed out of town. Mm -hmm. So Mark and Jacoba are in their 50s, and their three children were all adults. Rihanna, could also be Rihanna, I'm not Mm -hmm. sure. Mitchell and Ella, all in their 20s. Mitchell is the oldest. Which also baffles me because they're older. They're not like small children. I know, and they all went. Yes. Yeah. So the Tromp family owned a successful farm outside of Melbourne, and by all accounts, the Tromps were a normal, hardworking family. Yeah. They all worked it, right? Yes. Yeah. As it turns out, they weren't just going for a little family vacation. The Tromps were fleeing their home. They left behind passports, mm-hmm. credit cards, their cell phones. The trip was meant to be completely off the grid, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, completely untraceable to ensure that they weren't followed. In the weeks before they left, Mark and Jacoba had been showing signs of increasing stress and paranoia. At least one of them had become convinced that someone was out to kill them and take yes. their money. But I don't have any information right. on, like, Why? what what got you here? What do you mean? Yeah. yeah. They didn't realize it, but their son Mitchell had snuck his cell phone along when mm-hmm. they left the house. He said later that he had left with his family to make sure they were all okay and safe, mm-hmm. and he was the only one who didn't buy into the belief that they were all in danger. Right. But according to Mitchell, his parents became increasingly delusional as yes. the trip progressed. So when they found out that he'd snuck his phone along, they made him throw it out the window. Isn't that crazy? Because they were so sure that it was being used to track Mm -hmm. them. They drove 800 kilometers, which is just under 500 miles, that first day and night. And at 7 a.m. the next morning, Tuesday, August 30th, Mitchell left his family. So he decided he was heading back home. And the four of them. He was like, this is a mess. I can't do this. Yeah, the four of them went on their way. Rihanna and Ella were the next to leave. The remaining four Tromps had gone on without Mitchell and headed to this tourist attraction called the Janolan Caves. Rihanna and Ella stole a car in order to get mm-hmm. away from their parents. So that's how much they were like, we got to get out of here. Yeah, like this is what is happening. So then they drove to Goulburn and reported their parents missing. There in Goulburn, Rihanna and Ella left each other as well. Ella was like, I want to go home and right. feed the horses. Yeah, she's like, I thought this was just a quick trip. Yeah. We didn't realize how crazy this was going to be. Well, I don't know what they thought. Yeah. I mean, Mitchell said he was the only one who didn't believe. Right, that's true. So I'm not sure what they knew and didn't know at the time. Yeah. I don't know what Ella... Well, yeah, that's true. It seems like if Mitchell is like, he was the only one who didn't believe that his parents, what his parents were saying. Yeah. Then maybe when Ella and Rihanna got in the car, they believed it. But as it went on, they mm-hmm. didn't. Maybe once he left, maybe it made they were them like, think, like, brothers, oh. right? Yeah. When this story hit the news after the two women reported their parents missing, people didn't know what to think. It seemed like this family had gone on a little vacation, and it didn't make any sense that they could have become so separated and lost. It wasn't a remote area. 
they were never far from large cities and it, like they weren't foreigners. They knew right. the area. So how was anybody missing? Like, how did they get the separated? New, do you think the news was like these two girls were in the car and now they're reporting the family missing? Right. What? Like how did they get yeah. separated? Yeah. How do you not know where they are? Right. So Ella headed home. And when she got to the farm on Tuesday night, there were police there. So she was the first Trump family member to be found. Okay. All she did was go yeah. home, but she was the first one to be located. And even though Mitchell had left earlier, he didn't arrive home until the next morning because he had he taken a, trains. Okay. I was yeah. going to say he took a different transportation. Remember how Ella had left Rihanna in yes. Melbourne? Rihanna had climbed to the back of a utility vehicle, and the guy driving it drove for like an hour before he ever oh knew God. she was there. Yeah. So he pulls over. <laughs> And he said that she was in a catatonic state and did not know her name or where she was. It's so creepy. Like, what the heck? Yeah. Mitchell and Ella seem to be okay, mm-hmm. but Rihanna is not. Rihanna is taken to a hospital and placed into psychiatric care. Due to her mental health situation, they didn't put any charges against her for stealing the car that she and Ella had stolen mm-hmm. to get away from her parents. Mm-hmm. But they did charge Ella, which okay. I was just like. Well, dang. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I want to pretend I'm in a Right. You charged Ella, too? Yeah. So all the kids are accounted for. Mark and Jacoba are still out there. And it's Wednesday. So this is the day that they, too, become separated from each other. Oh, that's so crazy. They were in a town called Wangarata. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% sure so of that. Good at that. And that's when they parted ways. And Jacoba headed north. Like, they... They still haven't really said how she headed north because he had the car. But Jacoba headed north, and she was found on Thursday wandering around the town of Yass, which I'm like, Yass, in <laughs> <laughs> what's described as an agitated state. She was then taken to the same hospital as her daughter, Rihanna, okay. and also underwent treatment for her mental health. Jeez. Now, when Jacoba had left Wangarada, mm-hmm. Mark stayed there. He abandoned the car they'd been driving, which was their daughter Ella's oh, SUV, by the way. He abandoned that car. Ella's like, I get the short end of this. Stick. I know. And now I'm in charge of stealing another. Yeah. One article mentioned that police began investigating a number of break-ins around town, but they're not sure if that actually ended up being related to okay. this or not. But at this point, it's just Mark who's still missing. Mm-hmm. Mitchell and Ella were like, our parents feared for their lives. Right. Mitchell told the media, he was like, I've never seen anyone like this or anyone conduct themselves this way. I just really want my dad to be found. Mm. He's not dangerous. He's my mate, my father. I love him. Hell. I know. I'm sure he had some guilt about yeah, leaving. leaving. Yeah. On Saturday, six days after the Trump family had left their farm, Mark Trump was found at the side of the road near Wangarata Airport. So he, he and Jacoba parted ways on Wednesday, mm-hmm. but he never left that town. Right. Police questioned him, then released him into the care of his brother, who was also a police officer. As he was driven away, Mark flipped off like the paparazzi <laughs> yes. that was there. Later, he released a statement apologizing for the hurt and the concern that the event had caused. And he paid respect to all the community resources mm-hmm. that had gone into finding his family. Police do not believe there was ever any real threat to the family. Right. So... Huh? <laughs> what in yeah. the world? Like, what? what? Right. So there is a rare psychological condition known as folie dure. Mm-hmm. I could be mispronouncing it, but I did Google it to try to figure yeah. out how to pronounce it. So I think that's right. Folie dure. It's French. 
That term includes several syndromes in which mental symptoms, particularly paranoid delusions, are transmitted from one person to another. Oh my God. Many synonyms have been used to describe it, and mainly those reflect how the condition is able to like be transmitted from one person to another. So some of those terms are communicated insanity, contagious insanity, Mm -hmm. infectious insanity, psychosis of association, Mm -hmm. and double insanity. It usually just involves two people. Folia dur translates to madness of two, oh. but it can extend to more. So okay. the fact that this one involved five people right. isn't unheard of. Yeah. The main thing is you have the one person who has the mental symptoms. Uh-huh. In this case, it would be these paranoid delusions. Yeah. And it will then spread to other people who that person is particularly close to. Mm-hmm. One article I read said it was almost exclusively found in close-knit families. Right. I'm not sure if... That's true. But it, the fact that they were so close-knit, I mean, mm-hmm. these are adult children who still live at home, which maybe, uh, you know, in Australia, that's not as unusual. Yeah. I'm not sure. Right. But it's like, they must have been a close-knit family, and they had this family business, yeah. this farm they ran together. Yeah. It was originally coined to describe a 19th century French couple who began exhibiting paranoid and delusional behavior. While doctors were unable to tell which of them had become psychotic first, it was clear they had fallen into a cycle of reinforcing each other's delusions. So I do think that if it started, say, with Mark Mm -hmm. or Jacoba, whichever one, but it doesn't really matter who started it. But like they're so close and they're if they're kind of isolated on their farm Mm -hmm. and they're all close knit and they work together. Like, I don't know how much they're influenced by other people coming in and out of their lives. And if one of them starts having these delusions, they could just convince the other one. Yeah. And then your kids get convinced. Right. One of the articles I read, it was a study that was kind of about um, foliador and like how, you know, case studies Uh about like, why does this happen? And it talked about how typically there's the dominant person who becomes the one with the mental health problem. Yeah. And then someone who is submissive to that person will be easily drawn into Mm -hmm. it because- that is like the role they right. have in their yeah. life is just to sort of go along with whatever they say. Yeah. And so if you think about it, like if it either one of the parents yeah, and then they both become delusional, well, then the kids, like the parents are the dominant figures right. in the household. So they're not only the parents, but probably also the employer yeah, or the boss. So yeah, that's true. Who knows? So that seems to be the theory here. Although they haven't publicly said, as far as I could find, which parent they believe was the original one to have the delusions. Uh-huh. I did read... Like I said, that the folia dura was more common in isolated communities and close-knit families. Gotcha. A police officer who knows the Trump family said, no one in the family has a history with any sort of mental health problems, at least nothing that's been diagnosed. No history of drug use, no debt, and they didn't belong to any religious groups. Okay. He was like, this was just a massive meltdown. They just lost it. But it's like. For a brief period. Good Lord. I know lots of people who are go under incredible yeah. amounts of stress. Oh my gosh, and they, yeah. this doesn't happen. Yeah. But Mitchell Trump agreed saying, it's really hard to explain or put a word on it, but they were just fearing for their lives. And then they decided to flee, Mitchell said. And he's talking about his mm-hmm. parents. It was a buildup of different, normal, everyday events, just pressure. And it slowly got worse as the days went by. Mm-hmm. So we're probably never going to know the exact events Which or the so reasons. Which is so crazy. Right. Because the police are like, we're not going to. You know, yeah. there's no charges involved. Yeah. At this point, this is, is just a family matter. Yeah. So there's no reason for us to ever know. Right. I did, like I said, I read that study uh-huh. about the folia doer. It looked at a couple of diagnosed cases of it. And one thing it mentioned that I want to be sure we all think about is how mental illness is not 
contagious. Like it's right. not generally, right. that's not a thing. Yeah. So understanding why folia dur, understanding why it happens is particularly important we, when we consider how rarely it happens. Right. There are people like with schizophrenia mm-hmm. who live with their families and oh, their yeah. families don't catch their delusions, yeah. you know? So when it does happen, it's important to figure out why. Mm-hmm. Because in order to treat it, like any other mental health issue, right. you have to be able to recognize it. Yeah. So the study was really interesting because it was just like, this isn't a thing that happens. <laughs> right. So when it happens, we need to understand how. Mm-hmm. And so that was when it talked about like some of the factors that could be involved. But even then, this was just a study and these were their theories. Yeah. But they were talking about the whole dominant personality thing. Right. And they talked about environmental factors like mm-hmm. being particularly isolated and things like that. Yeah. And then there's also where they said it happens a lot in families that there could be some sort of genetic marker to be predisposed Ooh, to yeah, delusions. Right. Yeah. But they don't know. They just can't rule it out. Uh-huh. One other thing I wanted to point out is the DSM-5. Um, so the DSM is the book that they use to diagnose any sort right. of psychological mm-hmm. problem. It's had several different versions, but the DSM-5 is the current one. And this folie adure is not recognized as a psychological disorder in that book. And the reason why is because you would have you would diagnose the one person, right, who has the delusions, but the other people who fall under those delusions, they don't have a disorder. Right. They would be fine if they weren't under the influence of this other person. Yes. You know, so it's when I first read it, I was annoyed. I was like, why would you not recognize it? But exactly. I think it's because it's not truly Mm-hmm. a mental disorder yeah it's just like a phenomenon that happens in relation to and it could never happen to them again right like i said they may never have they wouldn't have had these delusions at right. all if it wasn't for mm-hmm. whoever yeah. they were under the influence of yeah. so it is it is interesting to think about because again so why does that happen it seems like it would take a particularly unique set of circumstances right. for this to all play out Yeah, because even these kids they got out of the car Right. You know, yeah. they got in the car because it's their parents and they're going and maybe they bought into it at the beginning. Right. But they got out then of the car. Then they were just like, oh, gosh. Right. Mm-hmm. So at what point do you realize this isn't real? Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. Yay. I understand why that case is so stuck with you. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those that it's I had wild. saved forever ago. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you did it because I like have it just like a few things sitting there and I'm just like, I, I'll pop in every now and then and be like, I don't know what else to put with this. I love the... You know, psychology is, oh my gosh, I just yeah. love the brain yeah. and all that stuff and, and what we're capable mm-hmm. or what the brain is capable of doing. Um, but it's really just fascinating to think about how far it can go. Well, that and it just, I mean, you and I were talking about this earlier. It's just, it baffles my mind that there are still people out there that believe that depression and anxiety and something are like a form of, you know, addiction or like a choice. Tre- yeah. Like you're treating them like an addict instead of like, this yeah. is an actual health problem that they have. Yeah. People who are like, you're sad. Just feel better. Feel better. Like, yeah. I've got a, don't be sad anymore. Yeah. What are you talking about? I've got a about? solution for you. Just go outside. Oh my God. Stop doing what you're doing. Maybe okay, you should make great. a gratitude journal. <laughs> <laughs> great. And it's like, all those things are good. Going outside. But listen good. to how gratitude journals are. I have it. Then you have it. Um, oh my God. This is terrible. Just terrible. I hate it. So, okay. Well, that's all. We'll see Tuesday. So we'll see you on Friday with a full episode. If you want to get in touch with us for any reason or join the Patreon or join the Facebook group, you can find the links to all of those things in the show notes of this episode. Yep. Okay. We love you so much. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.